Yo, what's good, y'all? So I've heard this argument so many times. It usually goes something like this. Jordan, the reason you as a black man in America are a Christian is because your ancestors were captured from their native land, brought to America, and forced to become Christians. Is Christianity the white man's religion? Let's get into it. Yo, so it's your boy Jordan back for another episode of Stoop Theology, and we're talking about a pretty big one today. And this is a really big issue because if it's true that the reason that me, my parents, my family are all Christians is just because like my ancestors were forced to become Christians by slave masters, then yo, I don't really want any parts of this. And if you're from European descent, like if Christianity is just a tool that your ancestors use, used as a tool of oppression, then like no way you should go hard for it. You shouldn't certainly be wanting to spread it even further now, but is that the truth? Now, respectfully, to say that Christianity is a white man's religion and that it's spread through force really is one of the wildest things you can say for a number of reasons. Number one, the probably the biggest one is you can't force anybody to be a Christian. You can force people to say something, to repeat after you, to go to church, a lot of us grew up in households where we were forced to go to church. Um, but you can't force someone to be a genuine Christian. When the Bible describes Christianity, it doesn't talk about it as a decision you made, as something that your family just kind of uh, fell in line with, but rather transferring someone from, from death to life. It's talked about as, as a gift, something that God gives us that is transferring us into a brand new family of God. And it's really always a, a supernatural and a spiritual birth that takes place. And here's how it says it in one scripture. And it talks about this, man, in so many different places in the Bible. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Ephesians 2 says it best. It says, and you were dead in trespasses and sins, but God, verse four, who was rich in mercy because of his great love he had for us, made us alive in Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses, you are saved by grace. Says it again, for you are saved by grace through faith. And check this out. This is not from yourselves. This is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, not from anything you can do so that nobody could boast for we are God's uh, workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So number one, to say that um, people were forced to become Christians misunderstands the nature of Christianity, about being born into a new family, about being transferred from death to life, that God gives us, gives us this new life, and there is no whip on this planet that can beat the spirit of God into someone. Uh, that is a complete misunderstanding of Christianity. Number two, and I might get a little, little hype on this point right here, uh, it really misunderstands American history. And I'll say it a little bit stronger than that. To say that my ancestors just adopted the slave master's religion is calling them stupid. Because basically what you're saying is they didn't know how to determine and distinguish between the Christianity of scripture and the Christianity that the slaveholders were presenting to them. But if you study history, if you sit back and you read actual historical texts, you will see how wildly inaccurate uh, that claim is. So check this out. Listen to what uh, Frederick Douglass says um, about Christianity. 
Freddie Douglas, shout out to Freddie, Freddie Douglas, statue on 10th Street. Here's what he says about this understanding of how they would have understood it back then. Here's what he says. He says, I love the pure, peaceable, impartial Christianity of Christ. I therefore hate the corrupt, slave-holding, women-whipping, cradle-plundering, partial and hypocritical Christianity of the land. I look at it as the climax of all misnomers, the boldest of all frauds, and the grossest of all libels. Here's what he says. I am filled with unutterable loathing when I contemplate the religious pomp and show together with the horrible inconsistencies which everywhere surround me. We have men stealers for ministers, women whippers for missionaries, and cradle plunderers for church members. Here we have religion and robbery, the allies of each other, devils dressed in angels' robes, and hell presenting the semblance of paradise. Tell us how you really feel, fam, right? So to say that my ancestors just adopted the faith of their slaveholders, respectfully, is a pretty bold thing to say, and it's very disrespectful, and it's also very incorrect. If you scour the writings of early African-American thinkers and Christians, you will discover that it was their faith in the scripture and in Jesus that actually fueled them to fight for freedom. They were fueled to fight injustice. Men and women like Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, Richard Allen, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, et al. They were fueled in their faith by Jesus to fight for freedom, not the other way around. Now, so it disrespects and kind of takes American history out of the picture, but it also, it just like takes the first couple of books in the New Testament, like Acts, and it throws them out the window because to say that Christianity is a white man's religion at best says that we're just going to erase the first 1500 years of church history and erase all that God did to make Christianity a global religion uh, at Pentecost. So the first uh, sermon that's ever preached in the Bible uh, after Jesus was resurrected comes in Acts 2 and the first miracle of the church, it says that Everybody heard themselves, everybody heard the gospel being spoken in their own language at Pentecost. So tongues of fire came down. And immediately what you happened, what you had happened there was the gospel, the message of Jesus spread all throughout the world, all throughout the known world, Greece, Africa, the Middle East. So Christianity was in Africa. It was all throughout the Middle East, the first day of the church. It didn't take the Nina, the Penta, and the Santa Maria to spread the gospel message to, to Africa. That happened at Pentecost. So check this out. Christianity did not come to Africa by the slave ships. If you look at Acts 2, read this on your own. Here are the countries of the men and women who would have been there at Pentecost and would have been taking their faith with them, taking this gospel message with them. Here are the places, Iran, Syria, Egypt, Turkey, Libya, Greece, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Kuwait, Qatar, and Oman. Now from this diverse group, those who accepted the message were baptized and they were added to the church and the first Christians were representations of the entire world. The gospel does not need oppression and slave drivers to make it the most uh, widely uh, accepted religion and faith in the world. And here's why, it's a crazy statistic. Every world religion, with the exception of Christianity, wherever it started, that's where it largely thrives today. So Buddhism largely thrives in the, in the East. Uh, Hinduism largely thrives in India. 
Islam largely thrives in the Middle East and near Mecca, but Christianity all throughout the years, it never has a center. So whether it's the Middle East, Africa, China, uh, South America, wherever, North America, Christianity thrives in so many places because it is not based on oppression, but rather what we see happen here in Pentecost, that it immediately uh, spread like wildfire throughout the world, not because of slavery or anything else like that. So number one, to say that Christianity is white man's religion, one, it misunderstands Christianity, two, it disrespects my ancestors, and three, it misunderstands and disrespects church history. God used his Holy Spirit to spread Christianity all throughout the world and throughout Africa 1,500 years before any of this happened. So that's what I got for today. What should we talk about next? I don't know. You do me that favor. Leave us a message in the comments. Tell us what you're wanting us to go through as we continue our Stoop Theology series. So thank you all for listening. Catch you later. Peace.